Hey, what's up, passionate DJs? We're excited to bring you another 10 years ago episode for 2009, where we talk about the music and happenings of a decade ago. But before we do, I want to make an exciting announcement, which is that we are giving away this, a Reloop Mixon 4. This is one of my favorite controllers that's come out uh, in the past few years. Why do I like it so much? Well, for one thing, it's four channels, but it also works uh, fully mobile with something like a tablet or an iPhone, and all four channels work. It works with both Serato and Algorithms DJ software, which is really nice for the, those of you who are kind of on the fence about your uh, DJ platform, you know who you are. Uh, it's really handy for mobile DJs who like having access to that algorithm side of things uh, because they can do things like take requests and then use Spotify streaming to fulfill those requests while still having that Serato DJ integration that they know and love. Uh, so it's just a really versatile controller, really well built. I have a full review uh, video of this thing if you want to check it out. Uh, to learn more about it, you can do that by clicking the link in the description below. But here's how you can enter to win this thing. Go to passionatedj.com forward slash giveaway and you can enter to win there by uh, putting in your information and if you keep on reading you scroll down you'll actually be able to find a way that you can enter multiple times by doing different things like watching a video and uh, liking us on Facebook and things like that so get your entries now and enter to win this contest is being held until December 16th so get your uh, entries in by then and then we'll be giving it away and announcing the winner on our holiday episode that we do every year so enter to win now thank you so much and now, on with the show. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and joining me with the power of the internet is the mighty Modingo. What up, y'all? And the one and only Trip Turlington. What's up? Thank you guys for uh, joining me. I kind of wanted to... <laughs> cram this episode in really fast because I realized, hey, we haven't done our 10 years ago episode for this year. We haven't done our 2009 recap yep. every year. Uh, you know, we took our big break in the summer and we kind of missed that. And I said, well, the, the rest of the editorial schedule is planned out. If we don't do it now, we're not going to do it. And so, you yeah, know, uh, <laughs> the year is almost up. You guys were helpful enough to uh, jump on and, and do this kind of last minute and, and join me here uh, over the internet. So uh, yeah, more than happy to join you from the mothership. <laughs> yeah, for those of you watching, with my wingman. Yeah. Well, you had a lot of comments on uh, YouTube when we were talking about uh, uh, mobile tips for your uh, your space kitties in the back. Yeah, <laughs> space cats make always make things better. <laughs> Uh, so what's new? I guess um, you know, we, we do want to talk about this 10 years ago thing, but I, I have all kinds of uh, things to talk about, things that are coming up and things that have been happening. For example, and I think probably the most uh, interesting thing that's happened recently was the release of the uh, Pioneer XDJ XZ. Yep. Right. Yeah, the the full Pioneer DJ system, which is sort of uh, sort of kind of what basically a lot of pioneer djs have been asking for yeah um in a lot of ways with a couple of caveats um what do you guys know about this thing and do you have any first thoughts about it before we dive too far into that did you guys know much about it um just you know whatever has been done as far as press release and some of the initial uh reviews that are hitting youtube and stuff like that um to me, it, it almost feels like it's too it's too late. Like they're like I'm not saying that it's it's not worth it, but I mean they're they're really coming in late to the game on that. So it's like 
you know, when you've got Denon that's dropping all of this prime stuff and at mm-hmm. a fraction of the cost of all the pioneer stuff. And, yeah. you know, I mean, we have, there, there's a whole subset of us that have been literally screaming at pioneer to drop an entire, you know, a, a standalone unit that does the big boy stuff for how long. And they're just now coming to this while Denon's already beat you to it, uh, both in terms of, you know, a, a replacement for the, um, for the full Nexus setup and for the prime uh, controller game. So it's like, you know, that I, now having not put my hands on it and having been a pioneer fanboy for however long, like I'm sure it's a, uh, it's a great unit, but then, you know, what is it out the door? Like 2,800 bucks or something. I, I forget. 20, I think it's 20, 24. 24. Yeah, little, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, which still, is still almost, a, you know, what's eight, seven, $800 more than the Denon system. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's notably more, but you know, it, it's it, like everything pioneer. Yeah. <laughs> It's and I put this so I should say there's a video in the description below where you can get to uh, my initial thoughts on the uh, XDJ uh, XZ and uh, comparing it directly to the Prime Four. But like all things Pioneer, it's either going to be uh, a lifesaver or it's going to be highway robbery. Right, right. Pioneer, depending on your perspective, because it's way cheaper than the Nexus setup. It seeks to to replicate. Sure. Well, this is the closest well, thing that that we've seen to actually replicating it in an all-in-one unit before. With that, though, even though it's half the price of a Nexus setup, it's still way more than the Denon, and I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Pioneer is is the industry standard, and we all know with Pioneer comes that Pioneer tax, but it's just can the average DJ justify spending that much more money? for a comparable product just because it says pioneer right and see that's that's the tricky thing it's like okay are we is the point to have an, a nexus at home setup because it seems like everything that pioneer comes out with lately is to have a nexus it's pointing setup. towards the nexus yeah right so it's like some okay, scaled down how, version how many versions of that do we need are we trying to have a budget version of the club setup or are we trying to have the club setup? You know, it's like we we keep filling in the price gap closer and closer and closer, but at the same time, it's still it's still not six grand. Right. Right. So, uh, sorry, I had a quick dropout, so I didn't catch all of that, you guys. But um, jumping onto that point specifically, like that's what it seems that this is aimed for. Like, you, this is the the budget setup for somebody who wants to have a Nexus. It, it, you know, type of setup at home. Um, it could even be for like small clubs and bars yeah. where you've yeah. got, you know, um, a booth where you're going to have regular people coming in and out. Cause don't forget, this isn't just a record box unit. This is also a Serato unit. So, and it will do, the the usb it will do laptop it'll do it so it, you can plug those different things in and you know so theoretically anybody could come in with their laptop or their usb and everybody can theoretically use the same unit yeah. um and still have like that higher end you know pioneer nexus kind of feel to it um again without spending the six grand um what I, what I do like about it is that, you know, like with, with the SZ and with some of the other controllers, they, they went with, um, 
uh, the, the, the larger jog wheels, but they're all touch sensitive, um, which is different from, you know, the mechanical wheels. Uh, so apparently they went with the mechanical jog wheels on this one. So that's, that's a definite upgrade in that regard. Um, being able to do record box and Serato, um, the, but I mean, where I think they fell flat on this one is, I mean, just the, the lack of, um, dual layer. I mean, you know, their previous controllers like the SZ does it and, you know, Denon is making a name for themselves with dual layer players and all of that stuff. Um, so you're, you're giving everybody four channel capability and saying, Oh yeah, you can plug in two more things. Otherwise you're going to have a four channel mixer and you only get two decks. And, you know, so it's just like, it's a weird thing not to do. Um, and, and as somebody who has, you know, a couple of, you know, technique turntables, I get it. Like, I mean, I can plug those in and use my laptop for DVS with record box or Serato, no big deal. But, you know, otherwise, if you want true four deck capability and you're not a turntable person, then you're going to have to get two more CDJs or, you know, XDJs or something that you can plug in and use link with. I feel the, the need to clarify here for, for those in the audience who are being introduced to the, the XDJ um, XZ for the first time right now. Um, it's, it's a four-channel standalone unit, so it, it will work as a DJ controller, but it's also fully standalone, as in slap a USB stick into it and play, just like the Prime 4 or the XDJ RX2 or any number of standalone devices now. Um, but the, com- the complaint that, that Tripp's talking about, and the one that I've seen brought up the most in these discussions is, uh, you, you put it as dual layer, but effectively it's only, quote-unquote, only a, a two-deck um, unit. It's four channels, but right. it's two decks. So, in other words, if you're using it as a controller, that is, uh, it works with both Serato and Rekordbox, which is really big. But if you're using it as a controller, it works just as you would expect. You can use full four channels and do all your normal software stuff. But if you're using it in standalone mode, you throw your laptop out of the booth, it's only going to work with those uh, first two channels and external inputs. So it still gives you the channels, but you don't have four decks to play, which is something that the Denon Prime 4 will do at several hundred dollars cheaper, which right. is kind of where, it, where people are like, okay, you're doing what we want, but... Uh, <laughs> mm, right. And then doesn't the uh, the Denon setup, you can use Rekordbox with that as well, right? You can import Rekordbox libraries. Okay. And then that, I, I make that very clear in the video if you, um, that I'll put in the description. That's not the same as having a full Rekordbox experience. Yeah. You know. but, uh, but there's also some uh, tractor integration as well, or is that coming still? Same kind of th- – well, I, I, I'm not sure on the, on the XDJ. The library, yeah. No, no, as far as the um, Denon. Yeah, so on the Denon, okay, that's what I was talking about too. So the Denon will import tractor libraries in the same way, and it, I think it'll read cue points and loops and things, but um, that doesn't mean like then suddenly you have remixed X, mm-hmm. you know, with those kind of like really specific features, for example. So I, I, I'm careful how I word that. <laughs> like, it, like it's Because it can get confusing. It, yeah. It's not a tractor device just because it can import the library, if that makes sense. I posted a poll on on our YouTube channel, and I said it was very simple. It was like, which is better, Prime 4 or XDJ, uh, the new XDJ? And like overwhelmingly, I think it was like 78% voted for the Prime 4, Hmm. Um, which wouldn't surprise me except for, you know, we're getting an influx of XDJ 
uh, XZ traffic right now, so you would expect it to be a little biased in that direction. All right. Uh, but it wasn't. It was very much uh, prime prime four. Well, do you think? That, I mean, and this is just you know. I mean, there, there's. I'm sure there's a lot of people that can nerd out on the on the marketing side of all of this and and get into data analytics or you know just even speculation. But I think part of that is it, my own per- personal opinion. It's probably just speed to market. You know, Denon really push that change your writer, you know, whole marketing campaign, and they came out swinging feature for feature, you know, yeah, they, they copied a lot of stuff that is pretty much club standard, you know, from, from your pioneer gear setups, but then they went the extra mile. I mean, just USB and SD cards and Mm -hmm. custom drive. Yeah. 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 I mean, just all of these different things. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I personally, I just feel like, you know, they've been out there long enough with all of this gear and their software that people are now familiar with it. And if they've had their hands on it and you can get your hands on all that functionality at a fraction of the cost. And yep, yeah, that's, that's but, that, that was going to be my point. Uh, if it's feature for feature, that price point is enough to persuade people. Cause I mean, 700 bucks, you know, you know how many scratchers you can buy with that? Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, and, and turn around and I mean, it's, it's not as if it's, uh, I mean, yes, there's, there's some marked differences between, you know, their, their engine software and, um, uh, the Nexus, uh, software or record box software and Serato software. You know, so there's, there's differences between all of that, but if you've had your hands in all of it, and if you can, uh, import and export, you know, your, your cue points, your loops, and, you know, all of, all of that kind of data between different libraries, then really, you know, is it, you're not really missing out on anything. If you can translate that from your Denon setup at home that you just saved all that money on and then go into a club and play on a Nexus setup that you play on pretty frequently. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think my kind of summary of, of Pioneer's move there is, you know, they, it feels like Pioneer is catching up to themselves, whereas <laughs> Denon set a new bar, you know, yeah. like Denon said, we're going to, we're going to create this new ecosystem and it's going to do X, Y, and Z. And Pioneer said, we're going to make a controller that does what our flagship shit has already done for years. Right. I mean, and, and that's. That's a good move if the Prime Four didn't exist. <laughs> right, right. And I'm not. It's still probably a good move because there people are going to get Pioneer, 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 no matter what. Some people are just going. to... Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm not like I said. I mean, if money were no object, I mean, I, you know, I would, I would gladly own a set of everything. You know what I mean? Like it, just so that I could have my hands and and everything. But you know, in a world where money does matter, and you know, uh, if if you are cost conscious and stuff like that. That, you know, I mean that the Denon rig. I mean, feature for feature, dollar for dollar. But um, yeah, for me, that that's the whole thing with like this whole Pioneer rig. If they would have dropped this when they dropped the um, which one was a DDJ RZ or RZX or something like that, the the big one. No, but the RZX is the one that has video. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. So when they, when they would, if they would have done something like, like this, 
around that same time, then this would have been a, a much bigger game changer because what was the first thing that you saw myself, Jack Sheets, you saw a bunch of us that were all on, on that. And we were like, we got all excited and we were checking it out. And then down in the fine print still requires still needs a laptop, a laptop. We talked yep. about it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, and that was what last year, year before something like Two that. I mean, ago, I it, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so if they would have released this back then, I think it would be a whole other different conversation. But Pioneer is, you know, riding on their laurels and, and, and doing what Pioneer does and, you know, picks and pe- you know, picks apart all of the functionality that people want. And then they put together this new unit, but then, um, uh, but then they leave out key functionality <laughs> and then slap a new sticker price on, on that stuff, you know? So it, it, it does, it just feels like they're kind of jacking people around or trying to fill all of these little different segments at different price points. Whereas Denon's just saying here, yeah, take it. <laughs> yeah. Trip King's assessment is that it's a, a best of product for 2017. <laughs> 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 just came out this year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that boat from Hong Kong was a little slow. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, there is an uh, uh, initial comparison of these two uh, units, the uh, XDJ XZ and the Prime 4. You can get to that in the description below. I'll yeah. also have a full review video, hands-on review video coming soon, quote-unquote soon. I don't have it in my hands yet, so I don't have an official date, but that is coming. Yeah, if you haven't checked out the uh, product that Dave dropped, actually the same day as all this news came out, uh, give it a look. He gives a really um, non-biased uh, opinion and view um, over everything that they have to offer. Uh, but uh, it was a really great job. And the fact that you dropped it the same day as the announcement, that was super impressive, dude. That's really hard to do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, speaking of reviews and speaking of Prime, so I'm I'm literally sitting right in front of your your Prime setup. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say how's it how's <laughs> how's it going over there? <laughs> so, you know, I I find I've had some time to to sit here and mess with it a little more and, and play some like thirty and sixty minute sets on it now, and I gotta say I I really dig it. Yeah, I've I've probably got about the same time you've got into it, or maybe a, just a touch more now. Yeah, I'm getting a, a real nice feel for it. Um, but, you know, I'm going to put the, the the point of this is that I've got review videos coming for uh, the Prime X1800 and the uh, SC5000 players coming soon as well. Um, and I'm sure you would like to get those back. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's all I'm waiting on. Is oh, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for those yeah, of you graduate. that have been following us, uh, know that uh, Mr. Turlington has diligently been a student of higher learning for, what, three years now? Four. Four, yeah. <laughs> and he, the man finally gets to walk. So Yes, sir. Yes, sir. About damn time. Now I get my neighbor back. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hear you, brother. So, um, Congratulations, so yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, thank you. So, um, so yeah, as uh, David and I have talked before, like when I first got that and we did our initial unboxing of it and uh, dropped that episode. So, um, yeah, I was like, I don't have the time right now, so just keep it over here. <laughs> you you play with it, and then uh, once I once I get uh, walk down 
uh, and pick up my my degree and all of that stuff and get settled in after the holidays, then uh, I'll, I'm on. hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping to be tearing the roof off too. So it's funny. I think we've all, all four of us co-hosts have like have gear traded back and forth at this point. Yeah, right? like, Tony's got my XBJ set up at his house right now. Yeah, Tony's got my S8. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care as long as I got something to play on. I yeah, what it is. <laughs> exactly, exactly. A um, couple other things coming soon. We've got the uh, day of the big show for the Up and Up Festival uh, featuring Mason. We recently recently did that uh, episode of the podcast. We're going to do the day of the big show video where we talk about, uh, you know, the, the struggles of the day. Um, you know, what we ran into, what Tony ran into as far as the setup of the show. Um, and, uh, you know, just how we, how the gears turned. I follow people around with the camera just like I did for yours uh, trip on the Oakenfold show. All right. Trying to make a little series out of this, this day of the big show thing. So that'll be uh, coming up soon. Also, um, big update to my uh, best DJ controllers guy, the controller compendium. Mm. Do a 2020 update, and that's going to come out here in a couple of weeks. In fact, I think the next episode of the podcast after this one is going to be the uh, companion guide to to that. So uh, this episode of the podcast will be going over the best DJ controllers as we head into 2020. It's going to be a really big update. Uh, it's a lot of work, um, but it's uh, it's one of my favorite uh, pieces of content to put together. So I'm looking forward to that, and that'll be kind of helpful leading into the holidays, I think, for people who are shopping for themselves and DJ buddies and whatnot. Um, and then we've got holiday episodes, obviously, coming up. So every year we do our holiday record exchange and our New Year's episode. Looking forward to those, of course. Um, and uh, the final thing, and the listener will have already heard this in the pre-roll, but we are doing another DJ Controller holiday giveaway. And uh, we're stepping it up this year from last year. We're giving away a Reloop Mixon 4. Which what? Is oh. Super sweet controller. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you're not already familiar, I'll also put a link in the show notes to my review video for that. But it's basically a four deck, four con- uh, it's a four deck and four channel <laughs> <laughs> uh, controller. It's not standalone, but it uh, works with Algorithms DJ. It works with Serato, and it does four deck mixing from mobile device, which is pretty big. It's the only one I'm aware of that does that. Hmm. So it's about as close as you can get to that standalone thing. If you want to use like a you know iOS or a tablet or something, uh, you've basically got that all-in-one unit there. It's really nice, uh, really well built, and uh, we're looking forward to giving one away. So uh, go- they had the Spotify integration with that as well, right? They had yes, because of the al- uh, algorithm. The algorithm DJ. software yes which i I, I, just real quick i'll I'll drop i'll drop in on that one so (laughs) i had a i had a corporate gig um well just tell them how you wound up with the gig though Okay, so the corporate gig was actually for the company that I work for. And uh, some of my coworkers had found out that I indeed DJ. So then they started asking. They were like, well, how come you've never DJed an event for us? And I'm like, because I don't know that you guys are going to be into what I do. You're not ready for, <laughs> for some digital psychosis is what it boils down to. Right, right. So um, so they conv- they twisted my arm, convinced me, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, so, of course, like, I procrastinated and, uh, you know, just whatever. I did not, like, get anything really super prepared. And as I was getting closer, then I was like, oh, like, 
I, I'm going to have to go and like download all of this music or I'm going to have to hit Mo up and see if he's got something on his hard drives that I can go dig through. And then he said, why don't you just use algorithm and you can use your Spotify? And I was like, excuse me. And I'm telling you, like, I, 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 right. Like I felt like a total noob on all this, but, um, uh, but I did, I, 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 uh, downloaded that software. Uh, it worked with my SC, like mapped right up to it. Um, and I mean, it was, it was pretty good. Like there was, it was, it got a little, uh, it was a little buggy on a couple of things, but I think that was because I was like transferring between, um, uh, audio cards, um, went because like there was something that it wouldn't do it wouldn't do auto mixing unless it was using my my laptop's internal card or something like i I don't remember exactly what the issue was but as i was going back and forth uh there was just a little issue with the with the auto mixing at first but i mean outside of that everything else linked up and i was able to like point it to my spotify playlist and i mean that was just perfect so yeah so thanks mo for that recommendation and yeah man um and thumbs up for, for that software and the Spotify integration. So yeah. especially if you're a mobile DJ, have, uh, you know, access to Wi-Fi and all of that. Like I ran the whole thing off of my, my phone's hotspot in the parking lot. Like it <laughs> yep. was, I was able to, I, yeah, I was able to take requests and the whole nine yards. It was great. So the whole new world. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it, it, it's it, for what it is. It, it does well. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep, and and if you want to experience that algorithm uh, software experience, the Mixon Four is is one of the best controllers for that. I mean, it really yeah. is. I've really enjoyed. I I kind of hate to get rid of it because it's been sitting in here ever since <laughs> reviewing it in the yeah. box, and I'm just like, oh, I really like that thing. <laughs> yeah, when we first did that unboxing, Dave and I were doing like some back to back sets with the four, and what was the other one? The the Beat Pad Two. Yeah, the okay. beat pad too. And uh, that was the first time I'd ever used the Spotify integration. And we were just like, I didn't know any of the songs. I just pulled up a playlist and just, I think I t- typed in like house playlist or something and just yeah. pulled some tracks down. And Dave and I were just Somebody going back and forth about an hour. Playlist. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice. dope. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, so, yeah, um, passionatedj.com slash giveaway to enter for the Mix on 4. Don't miss it. You have to enter by December 16th, and we'll announce the winners on our holiday show, which will come out on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Woo. All right. That is a lot of intro and housekeeping. You guys ready to get on to this main topic? <laughs> sure. Let's... We have a show today? Yeah. <laughs> we still have time, Trip. I know you were like... Oh, yeah. you off guard there. You, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, cool. All right, so... Ten years ago, we going in the way back machine. And nine, we are turning it on, man. <laughs> hot tub time machine. Hot tub time machine. <laughs> <laughs> so 2009 was designated as the International Year of Astronomy. It was the International Year of Natural Fibers. The International Year of Reconciliation. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, hmm or why it was designated that. Uh, also, the year of the gorilla, which was like an environmental push. Um, some not- Shout out Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> some notable deaths in 2009. Harambe. No. 
Who do you guys think was the, probably the most notable death in 2009 without looking uh, it up? I remember because that was like devastated because this is a childhood icon that, that died that year. It was the king of pop, man. Michael Jackson did mm. die in 2010 years now. Yep. Um, also, Brittany Murphy, the actress Brittany uh, Murphy. Oh, uh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in uh, what, Eight Mile. She was yep. uh, Luann on King of the Hill. The Spun. Actress. Really? I didn't know she was uh, <laughs> King of the yep. Hill. So in the Oak and Fold track, uh, Faster Kill Pussycat. She was a vocalist on that track. There you go. So, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. And uh, then um, Clueless. She was in Clueless, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A pair of faucet. Hmm. Natasha, Natasha Richardson, E. Arthur, the Golden Girl, hmm. Dom DeLuise, Carl Malden, David Carradine, Patrick Swayze. Swayze? Swayze was, yep, 2009. John Hughes, Ed McMahon, Walter Cronkite, and Don Hewitt. Um, some authors, uh, John Updike, Frank McCourt, and Dominica Dunn all passed away in 2009, as did blues legend Coco Taylor. Uh, Bob Bogle, who was the guitarist of The Ventures, uh, Mary of Peter, Paul, and Mary, mm. and uh, guitar innovator Les Paul died in 2009. Ooh, wow. Uh, 2009 was also uh, when we saw the passing of the OxyClean pitchman Billy Mays. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also Gidget, who was the Chihuahua best known for hawking Taco Bell. Yukito mm. Taco Bell. Hmm. Um, and then probably the one that is uh, most relevant to this show was uh, 2009 was when we saw the passing of DJ AM. His real name was Adam Goldstein. He became interested in DJing as a child after watching Herbie Hancock perform his 83 single Rocket. He developed a drug addiction as a teenager and was sent to the controversial rehabilitation center Straight Incorporated. After he left the center, his drug problems became worse. I mean, he became addicted to crack cocaine for several years in his early 20s. He attempted suicide in 97, later becoming sober, and then sponsored other addicts through Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, he, so if you're not familiar with where he um, uh, kind of fit into pop culture there, he was actually part of Crazy Town, if you remember that band. Uh, mm-hmm. Butterfly was a mm-hmm. single, and he contributed to that single. Um, and he, so he joined Crazy Town in 99. He left that in 01 to focus on his solo career. Um, and then in... 2008, September of 2008, he and Travis Barker were actually on a plane that crashed, and they were the only two survivors of that crash. Um, and he ended up uh, passing away about a year later of drug overdose. So, oh, wow. unfortunately, a rather tragic story for a, a rather talented individual who was uh, posthumously awarded the DJ of the Year Award at the 2009 BET Hip Hop Awards. Events of 2009. January 3rd was uh, the first, uh, also known as the Genesis block of Bitcoin cryptocurrency system. January 15th was when we had the, uh, if you remember, the Miracle on the Hudson. That was when... Oh, uh, with Sully? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, uh, U.S. Airways Flight 1549 ditched in the Hudson River, and all 155 people were rescued somehow. Shout out Air Force. Uh, January 20th, Barack Obama is sworn in as the 44th President of the United States, becoming the first African American to do so. 
March 7th, NASA launches the Kepler mission. Now, that was a... Basically, they launched that to search for extrasolar planets in the Milky Way. Uh, that actually ended up retiring of October of last year, and during that nine and a half years, it observed 530,506 stars and detected 2,662 planets. Mm. June 11th, outbreak of H1N1, also known as the swine flu, was deemed a global pandemic. July 22nd was the longest total solar eclipse of the 21st century. Lasted 6 minutes and 38 seconds. It occurred over parts of Asia and the Pacific Ocean. October 1, paleontologists announced the discovery of Artipithecus ramidus, which was a fossil skeleton deemed the oldest remains of a human ancestor yet to be found. <laughs> December 16th, my brother's birthday, astronomers, astronomers discover the first known exoplanet on which water could exist, and that's called JG1214b. How far away is that one? I don't know. I didn't write that part down. <laughs> but it's far. It's an exoplanet. Well, just just looking at it, further options. <laughs> I think we're going to need to start talking about it soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, you ready to talk about new English words that were added in 2000? Oh. All right. Let's roll with it. What we got? Alt-right. Mm. A right-wing, primarily mm. online political movement or grouping based in the U.S. whose members reject mainstream conservative politics and espouse extremist beliefs and policies typically centered on the ideas of white nationalism. That was 10 years ago? Seriously? Years ago. Wow, it didn't huh. feel like it's been that uh, in the conversation for that long. I, I agree. I was kind of surprised by that as well. Huh. Uh, next on the list, added to the dictionary, anti-vaxxer. <laughs> uh, person who opposes vaccinations or laws that mandate them. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see. I want to make sure I say this right. Copernicium, I believe. And that is, uh, it was basically a uh, radioactive element, an artificial element that has 112 protons. Hmm. The final uh, term that was added was subtweet. Now, this one was actually new to me. I, I read subtweet and didn't think much of it. I, I figured it was like a retweet or a reply to a tweet or something like that. Right. Uh, they actually define it as usually a mocking or critical tweet that alludes to another Twitter user without including a link to the user's account and often without directly mentioning the user's name. So kind of like throw in shade without passive aggressive tweeting passive aggressive tweeting yeah basically hmm. i had hmm. never heard that before subtweet me either <laughs> yeah me neither and i just shut down my twitter account so <laughs> <laughs> i've only ever had day one i've never had a personal one yeah so like for for the longest time i like i it totally eluded me how twitter worked and how conversations happened there yeah, you know, it was like I felt like an old man just because I never signed up for one. And yeah, I used to use it to take requests, mm. and that was the extent really? of it. Yeah, you know? like for for DJing. Yeah, like when I was at a gig or something. Hey, you know, like with a certain hashtag or something. Yeah, or just tweet your request to you know at what DJ Dingo twenty one. I think is my see. I don't even remember the damn Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty cool. And I, I like when so there's cool like. Uh, techie things that you can do with Twitter that, that I like, right? Like, there's this local bar here, 
uh, next to my buddy's house, and they have it to where if you tweet a certain hashtag or whatever, they have like a scrolling thing on their their bar, you know, screens up on the bar that will say blah 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 and whatever their comment was. Oh man, they have awesome beer here or whatever. Right. I was like, oh man, that would be so cool to have like at a, a DJ event to have people to they probably do this already, but sure, tweet little messages and stuff to, to put up on the screen while you're. <laughs> Like, that is pretty slick. I like that. Yeah. One thing that we like to do when we do these 10 years ago uh, shows is we like to look back at kind of the music that was coming out 10 years ago. And uh, the first thing I like to do is look at Beatport. All right. What were the Beatport charts like? And I did find, just like I did you know, the last time, I found a top 10 uh, playlist chart on Beatport that said like the, the top sold tracks of 2009 or whatever. Uh, unfortunately, just like last time, some of those have disappeared from the library over time, and uh, a couple of them will get taken down by YouTube. So out of the ten, we can play four of them. <laughs> so we get to take. Uh, Dave, you'll have to do body percussion for the other six. Right. <laughs> that, that being said, I, I have to say, and, and I'll let you guys make your own determination, I don't feel like we missed much on this one. Yeah. It just didn't... Uh, that bad, huh? I'll, well, I, I feel like before you go start going into that and, and correct me if I'm wrong or, you know, the list will, will show otherwise, but um, I feel like 2009 was probably that year that, like, all of a sudden all the aggro bro step really started to, like, charge the scene. So I feel like there's probably a good mix of... If I, if I were to get out a crystal ball, there's probably a good mix of, like... That that dubstepy stuff that was starting to really hit, and then mm. you know uh, a good mix of, of the like electro house that was still like pretty popular at that point. Because me thinking back to that, those were the two sounds that were really competing. Um, I think Detroit was really pushing that like minimal techno sound around that same time. So you might have a couple of those types of tracks in there. Um, and of course, Dead Mouse was king, you know, uh, and not that he's not now or whatever, but like that's when like just Dead Mouse was every freaking where. My recollection is that we're st we're still about a year away from the big bro steppy thing, but I, I could be wrong on that. I didn't see a lot of it in, in what was left here. I didn't see any of it. Gotcha. Huh. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, you might be right. I, I could be just a year off. I mean, it was 10 years ago. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell you what I ate for breakfast this morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the first one uh, that we have to skip was actually a, uh, and I guess it kind of makes sense. It was a remix of Thriller. It was mm. David Jones mix. Um, mm. Diva and Jones Thriller. Yeah. Play that one. You get the idea. It's basic tech house with a thriller riff. So we have uh, number two on the list was Wolfgang Gartner, and that was Wolfgang's Fifth Symphony. Okay. And it sounds like this. So obviously this is going to be a remix of Beethoven's Fifth. Right. Called Wolfgang's Fifth, kind of being clever there. Go, 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 go
so you're starting to hear those sounds, right? That that the the bro step and the that electro house you're talking about, that big the dead mousey kind of yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they ended up starting to get like that started to break out into its own like little subgenre called um uh, uh, complexstro, I think, is what they started to call that it, 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 towards towards its end. But. So that's Wolfgang's Fifth Symphony. Yeah, not not uh, it's cheese dick, but it's it, it's yeah. not terrible. Like I mean, it, it was it's well some produced. Filler. Yeah, yeah it, it was well produced, and I'm sure that it you know being a, a familiar riff that people, no yeah. matter whether you're into the scene or not, that's something that anybody can recognize. I'm sure it got people going. Jazzy stuff. This is by Neroxide and Doomwork. Hmm. Oh yeah, I definitely have this track. Yeah. Yes. Matter of fact, I just played this over the summer at, at a gig in Cincinnati. Nice. Sunshine yeah. sessions. Sunshine yep. sessions. <laughs> Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah. Moneymaker. <laughs> now listen to how big that kick is. How bad oh, yeah. it is. That's what I do remember from this time period. Yeah. It's just that boom, 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 underlaying that whole thing. Neroxide and Doom work, jazzy stuff. Yeah, that's definitely worth going back into the uh, catalogs to pick up because, I mean, like I said, I just played that this summer and it still went over like it just dropped, you know, the day before. Like it, that, especially for like any of those like smaller, jazzier, you know, any anything that's like, you know, that kind of a vibe, man, that uh, it just, it it can take like, you know, a, a, a more... Um, you know, smaller, intimate vibe, and you can really pick up the the pace on 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 that. And just make sure you have something to follow it with, though. <laughs> <laughs> if you play this, just be prepared. Right. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Next up on the list, we actually have the Star Killers 2009 remix of Funk Phenomena. Oh. 
and held in. Yep, I've got this too. Let's see if we can get it to play. Oh, I have this one. I dug this out on my deployment uh, and dropped this one night nice. back when I was a listener. <laughs> so I, I think the thing that, you know, obviously this is a small sample of the full list, but the thing I notice is like there's this theme of like kind of bare bones but very full, very bouncy tech house thing going on. Oh, yeah. Like I. Like I like it, but it just surprises me that these were the chart toppers. Like they all, they just seem very similar, I guess. Which, but I remember thinking that then too. Yeah, I think it, so. Now that we're having a chance to actually sit back and listen to you know these tracks and stuff, um, for me it's um, it, it, like this stuff is coming back. So yeah, I was totally off by a year when it comes to you know what was uh, when when dubstep when the bro step stuff was really starting to take hold. But you know for me like you know I was playing all kinds of stuff like this, and I that's what I remembered is that because it all had a very similar groove. I mean you could once you hooked somebody or once you hooked a crowd then just you kept, know keep them along for the ride yeah exactly and i mean the, the, it, there was plenty of energy out there but there but it was more about groove than it was energy but yeah so i mean armand van helden you know no no surprises there as far as um you know the the type of vibe and samples and 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 the and the um you know the the themes and hooks and all of it you know everything that he brings to his production so yeah no no surprise there the uh, final track we're able to give a listen to here is on off this is by cyrus d i've got that one too so <laughs> <laughs> apparently i was on on top of the charts that year there you go <laughs> This will be one of those beatport samples that ends like in the middle of a buildup. So. <laughs> right. That's how they get you. Yeah. Yeah. What I remember of this one, this was one of those ones that I um, I bought and would use it towards the end of a set. You know, use that. You know, my my progression style, and then you know, build everybody up in a set, and then get to this where it's like, you know, a more progressive kind of almost not trancey but kind of trancey sound that's what uh cyrus was was really known for back then so yeah nine minutes long released 724 of 2009 128 beats per minute in the key of a major released on the mouseville label
can almost see somebody layering this with like spastic or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> build up on top of a build up thing. A five minute build on on a six minute build. Right. <laughs> Gonna blue balls you right here, so I'll just. <laughs> the struggle is real. All right, so that gives you an idea of what was uh, at least the DJ types, dance DJ types, were playing uh, ten years ago. We also have the. Do you guys want to look at the DJ Mag Top Twenty or the Billboard Top Twenty tracks first? <sighs> I'm not going to lie. I'm always a sucker for the billboard because that always makes me chuckle <laughs> when we do these 10 year episodes. And you're right? like, ah, ah. <laughs> that was painful. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think is going to be on the billboard top 20 for 2009? What, what kind of names are we going to see? I'm trying to think. Oh yeah. Beyonce. Uh, yeah. Her album, her, her solo album came out eight or nine ish. Yeah, I think I think last year our number one was a Beyonce track, if I recall, for two thousand eight. Uh huh. And was it Rihanna like jumping up there around that yep. same time? Yep. Yep. And there's twenty of them here, so I'm just gonna let this play through. We're starting with Jay Sean down. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this song's 10 years old, huh? Yep. Uh, somebody, uh, the wedding I did in July, they had this as their, um, when they're done with their ceremony, this was their walkout song. Soldier Boy, tell him. Oh. Sammy, kiss me through the phone. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Wow. See you later, home. That was the beginning of the mumbling. Live your life, Ti featuring mm. Rihanna. Yeah, this is right before he went to jail, right? I think so. My my memory of this song is from uh, the Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Number seventeen, Pitbull. I know you want me, Gaiocho. Pitbull. 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 Just know I want you. Funny story. You know I actually, me. I actually ran into Pitbull at a uh, at a casino in Reno that year. Oh no, kidding. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was there for a work conference uh, at the Grand Sierra and and uh, my coworkers were all over at the blackjack or uh, over at the um, craps table. Next uh -huh. thing I know, I'm getting a text from one of them says, dude, Pitbull just came in. I'm at the blackjack table and I turn around and sure as all get out. There he is with a whole entourage. I was like, yeah. he knows this isn't Vegas, right? <laughs> He's like, I heard digital psychosis was here. <laughs> Bro, you went too far up the uh, 215, man. <laughs> Number 16, Jamie Foxx and T-Pain. Blame it. Mm. 
I do miss me some Jamie Foxx. He he's got a great voice. He's a great yeah. personality. Like I don't know why he didn't keep going with the music career, but that was uh, I I I thought he was good. Yeah, great. Good actor too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think my he was fi- awesome in Ray. Yeah. Um, the one that uh, stands out for me is Any Given Sunday. I think he did a really good job um, playing Steeman Willie Beeman. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Hilson featuring Kanye West and Neo, Knock You Down at number 15. What? You'll recognize the hook. No, clearly I wasn't paying attention to the radio at that time. Like <laughs> how <laughs> Trip recognized every Beatport track. What was that? <laughs> uh, Kings of Leon at number 14, You Somebody. Okay, yeah, mm. yeah. You know that I can use somebody. Very, uh... Solid throwback type. Uh. Number 13, The Fray, You Found Me. Trip looks thoroughly confused. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, I was listening for that. As soon as I heard the hook, then I was like, yeah, but then I was like, where did I hear that before? And Probably the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Number 12, T.I. featuring Justin Timberlake, Dead and Gone. Hmm. I don't care if he did start off with a boy band. The boy can sing. Oh, yeah, ain't no doubt. Jay Tizzle. And yeah. is, I was listening to I, Timberlake. I, like I, know that's a, I know that's a T.I. song with J.T., but, I mean, that sounds – I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. We can look it up later or something, but that almost sounds like a Timberland beat there mm. like that I'm, I'm dead serious I'm yeah dead probably for that, is for that time timberland had a formula man and it was that yeah in the last i think the, the last 10 year episode like timberland was all up and down that bad boy yep yep so uh yeah probably if it wasn't him then somebody was clearly uh biting that that uh <laughs> pattern off maybe it was magoo <laughs> <laughs> Number 11, Taylor Swift, You Belong With Me. T-Sizzle. This is my uh, feel-good song. Still, I'm like 10 years, really? That's back when she was country, yeah? Or like crossover country pop, whatever? Hmm. I wasn't a fan yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh so number 10. whoa wait a minute i don't know if you're going to cover this but i remember something specific about that video that happened later on that year oh yes we'll talk about that okay <laughs> don't worry that's coming uh, hey hey david hang on just a minute uh, and i'm gonna let you finish but <laughs> Yeah, that just happened. <laughs> uh, number 10, the All-American Index, Give You Hell.
Kanye, Heartless at number nine. Number eight. <laughs> There's your Beyonce. I, I don't think I've done a wedding without playing this track <laughs> ever. Yeah. Uh, the bouquet toss, that's where this one comes out. <laughs> I tried to do the dance move and I pulled my headphone jack out. <laughs> oh. I thought you were going to say you pulled like a hamstring. <laughs> that too. <laughs> All right, Jason Mraz, oh. number seven. I'm yours. Not a fan. This dude annoyed the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't go to the doctor, the dentist, into an elevator. The like, proctologist, any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every, it was everywhere. Yeah, yep. the, the bathhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much in the strip club, that one. No. No, 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 not so much. All right, number six, Flow Rider featuring Kesha, right round. <laughs> this is another one that instantly takes me to the hangover because this is the song that's like at the very end with the collage of all the uh, pictures. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I guess that movie came out that year too. But that's one of the first movies I remember leaving. My face and my midsection hurt. There we go. Oh, some more T sizzle. Five more T sizzle. That's love story by Taylor Swift. Who did she break up with that year? Oh, who knows? <laughs> some unlucky son of a bitch. You should be getting royalties. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> This one gets requested a lot at weddings too. That is it. Yeah. Yeah. This is before I, I before I became Swifty. <laughs> Team Swifty. Yeah. Not Swifty. Yeah. Not to be confused with getting Swifty. Yeah, that's my uh, right. <laughs> or going Swayze. Like. <laughs> Black Eyed Peas. I got They just had like this. I mean, the, the, visually, they look like a Benetton commercial, but like they just had this uh, formula, you know, and all their songs were just catchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm, this is who I thought mm, you were mm. missing. Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Gaga, Just Dance at number three, I believe it is. Yeah, I, I was going through some things in my life that, at that time and uh, went to Vegas and like this song like represented my entire weekend. Nice. Yeah. Like, where are my keys? I lost my phone, like for real. <laughs> <laughs> and then Poker oh, Face. Poker Face. Okay. Number two. Hmm, so what's number one? Yeah, any guesses for number one? Probably hard mm. to do this. Lady Gaga playing, huh? Clearly, this isn't my arena. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't known half the people that you played, so. <laughs> right, here we go. It is once again the Black Eyed Peas with Boom Boom Pow. Boom Boom. Mm. Okay. Mm. 
truck on shit. That low pass scooper ain't bit. I'm on that HD flat. This be go. So when I hear that, like Lady Gaga, Black Eyed Peas, all this stuff, what pops in my head is Parks and Rec. You guys ever watch that show? Hmm. Uh, on and off. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife's obsessed with it. It's that and The Office and a couple others yeah. are our shows that just stay on for background mm. noise on repeat all the time. And right. So uh, Aziz Ansari's character in that show is always like, you know, he's he's like douche adjacent, right? So he's like he's always <laughs> trying to do these like exciting, like crazy douchey business ideas and stuff, and he's always walking around singing, you know, the hot pop songs of that time which was yeah. stuff, so it just makes me think of him yeah the and that boom boom pow like that was that was just a, a like the 808 drop you know kick on it like just i mean it was just a it, it's like a throwback track but it's all you know yeah. uh you know it, it's it's modernized and all that mm-hmm. but then the best part was because it was like stripped down and and minimal enough like producers and remixers were getting a hold of that so there were just a plethora of remixes hmm. all over the places I've, I've i've probably got you know still some white labels of of hmm. you know some breakbeat remixes and stuff like that it was that was especially because um uh didn't fergie have a um uh a, a, a verse on there where she says uh I'm uh, I'm so 2008 and you're so 2000, 2000 late. late yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, so like, you know, around, you know, all of that time, like, I mean, you could just take that and cut it up and all of that. It was, yeah. it, it was pretty slick. All right. So, um, let's, see. let's just blow through the DJ mag top 100 or not the top 100, the top <laughs> from the top 100. I was going to say, here, let me, let me yeah. get comfortable though. Let me get a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we'll start at number twenty. Do you guys have any thoughts for like the top slot or two? Uh, it, what? So this is top top twenty DJs in the world. Yes, according oh, to DJ, DJ Max Hole. Well, yeah, I would say you know your your usual suspects, your Tiesto, your um, uh, Oakenfold, mm-hmm. uh, Van Dyke. Uh, probably Dead Mouse is in there by yeah. this point. Maybe I think he's a, starting to get it. Yeah, in pop, I think he's starting to show up a little bit around this time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll start at number twenty with Steve Angelo. He was up forty-three pl- positions that year. Uh, as was Cosmic Gate at number nineteen. Okay. Carl Cox at number eighteen. He moved what? down six places. That's disrespectful. I know, right? Moving down eight places was John Digweed at number 17. Even more disrespect. Uh, Bo- Bobina, is it? Bobina at number six. No clue. Never heard of that one. Um, number 15 was actually one of my favorite uh, DJ producers of the day, uh, Andy Moore. Okay. was up three places at number 15. He did a song called Air for Life with Above and Beyond that uh, I was obsessed with for a number of years. Uh, Axwell at number 14 moved up six places. Really? Sasha moved down six places but still comes in at number 13. Infected Mushroom at number 12. They've been on the list for like a billion and a half. Yeah, exactly. Um, ATB moved up 14 places in 2009 for the number 11 spot. What pushed him up that much in that year? That is a great question. I don't know what he was doing in 2009. Yeah. 9 p.m. till I come, the 10 year remixes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Sandra Van Dorn at number 10. Gareth Emery moved up 14 places in uh, 2009 at number 9. Uh, still going pretty strong, that guy. Uh, Marcus Schultz was uh, at number 8. Uh, he was a non-mover. He stayed in the same position. Mm-hmm. Ferry Corsten at number 7 moved down just one spot. Uh, you called it trip on Dead Mouse. He moved up number uh, five spots to number six. Paul Van Dyke moved down two spots to number five. Keeping the same position they had the previous year at number four is above and beyond. David Guetta at number three. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy. He's <laughs> one and two. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Tiesto and Oakenfold. Okay. What do you think, uh... Mo, I gotta go with Tiesto number one. Okay. Um, you're both right on Tiesto. He's number two. Oh, Whoa. okay. <sighs> Who have we not talked to? Remember, this is. I say Oakenfold. I think it was kind of. He wasn't as present. It's not Oakenfold. Um. So Oakenfold didn't even make the top twenty that year. Nope. Wow. Number one, Mr. Trance. Armin Van Buren at number one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, I, I knew it was one of those van guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he was top of the DJ Mag poll for, for a very long time. Mm. Longer than I thought Trance was relevant, which I thought right. was interesting. But, uh, hmm. Yeah. So that was the top 20. Uh, we also uh, had several notable pop events that happened that year. Uh, Glee and Modern Family both had their first episodes in 2009. Facebook launched Farmville in June of 2009. <laughs> Never got into it, but also I saw people on my Facebook was like, uh, so-and-so is missing a cow or whatever. <laughs> and 2009 is when I joined Facebook. Okay. Yeah, I think I did too around that time. I was holding off. I was holding on to the uh, MySpace train. MySpace, yep. that's what yeah. I was Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they had 83 million monthly Farmville users in under a year. Um, this is what you were getting at, Mo. Kanye West interrupts Taylor Swift VMA acceptance speech for video of the year in September 2009. Mm. Uh, at that same show, Lady Gaga would give that iconic. Uh, oh, the meat thing? Yeah, pop, not the meat one. Uh, the, oh. bloody, the bloody one. Where she bloody, was, okay. Uh, doing paparazzi. The meat one was the following year. Okay. The meat dress? The meat dress, yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, the Jersey Shore premiered on MTV in December. <sighs> I, I will. GTL motherfuckers. I I, I will shamefully admit I I did develop a um, Jersey Shore problem during that time. I blame my sister. (laughs) Okay, top baby names in 2009. Jacob, Isabella. Now, in a totally unrelated note, Twilight became a sensation the previous year, (laughs) breaking in $393 million at the box office. Draw your own conclusions. Yeah. Avatar okay. was released, becoming really? the highest grossing film of all time in December 18th. Huh. Uh, Heath Ledger received a posthumous nomination for Best Supporting Actor in The Dark Knight. Well oh, deserved, wow. unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, one more song, Cali Swag District released. Anyone? Teach Me How to Dougie. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peaked at number 28 on the Billboard Top 100 and was certified to platinum. Instruct me how to Douglas. Instruct me how to Douglas. <laughs> uh, notable DJ hardware and software, the Pioneer CDJ 2000 and CDJ 900 were released 10 years ago. So yep. they came out in November, December, so almost exactly 10 years ago. The original... Hmm. CDJ 2000. So this is the the non full waveforms. Yeah. yeah, the non Nexus. It didn't. It, Record Box came out. It might have come out alongside these. Really, um, but it was. It's not Record Box like we think about it. I mean, right. you could prep the. It, it wasn't Record Box DJ with the, prep tracks in it. Yeah, yeah you prep tracks and ex- export to USB, and that was it. And you pretty much did everything manually. No sync button. No quantize. None mm-hmm. of that stuff. A couple of hot cues and physical cd drive and all that stuff yep uh the vestax spin uh that was an interesting controller by vestax that was sold exclusively in apple stores excuse me and Mm. uh, vestax uh, was doing a lot back in those days remember this is 2009 these are early controller days right yep Yep. only a few of them out and vestax was one of the people uh, one of the companies that was really doing them they also released the vcm 400 um, they had previously released the, I think it was called the VCI 100, which was a really popular tractor controller, one of the, the probably the first popular tractor controller hmm. um, before the, uh, the actual native instruments stuff came out. Uh, Vestax also came out with the 05 Pro 2, which was a two channel mix, like a battle mixer. It's basically their version of the Rain uh, TTM 57 uh, Serato mixer. Uh, DJ Tech Tools came out with the MIDI Fighter. You guys remember the MIDI Fighter? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Box, and it has like four rows of arcade buttons. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, one of our uh, local DJs, Sexbox, yeah. uh, he uses one of he, those. D- so. Dylan uses his diligently. Diligently. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> Native Instruments released the audio for DJ. <laughs> audio interface <laughs> um and then the uh the last thing i had to wrap up with uh which we wrapped up with last time we have the dj awards uh the, the first dj awards ceremony was in 1998 and it's run for 22 consecutive editions they're kind of the oscars of the electronic music and dj community and they have kind of sort of an arbitrary list of uh, uh categories that they put here so i'm pulling this up this is courtesy of wikipedia 2009 best house dj was given to david Guetta. best techno dj sven voth best tech house dj marco v best electro house sander van dorn best trance dj armin you can guess best newcomer was pop off best progressive house dj sasha Best Minimal DJ, Guy Gerber. Uh, Breakthrough, Yoris Vorn. I thought that one was kind of interesting. I thought it was going to be Pauly D. <laughs> Yours, I'm a huge Yoris Vorn fan. I guess the timing would be right for that, for him to be considered a Breakthrough DJ. Uh, Milton Jackson for Best Deep House DJ. Rob DeBank for Best Down Tempo and Eclectic DJ. And uh, GMS was the best Psytrance, not even familiar. Uh, and Armin Van Buren was given best international DJ. Hmm. I'm not really sure how they come to those conclusions. I don't know much about it or if it's just kind of somebody decides. But Sure. 
There you go. So, 10 years ago. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much. That's funny. My my light on my battery, or my battery on my light just died as we're wrapping up here. <laughs> you guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for doing this last minute. Uh, I want well, to sure. Yeah, you guys yeah. been on time and um, you guys have been great. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, don't forget to sign up for that giveaway. You don't want to miss it. You got to get those entries in by December 16th. Uh, go to passionatedj.com slash giveaway. If you go there and sign up, you get an entry into the contest. If you keep reading at the bottom, there will be a list of things that you can do that will be more ways to add entries. You can add multiple entries. So you can like watch our YouTube review, uh, follow us on Instagram and all those kind of things. And you will get extra entries. Make sure you do that. And if nobody enters, Trip and I are going to have a craps tournament. <laughs> <laughs> World Series of Dice. <laughs> nice. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. And keep on spinning. This has been the Passionate DJ Podcast. Easy. Peace. Easy.